okay. you're recording. I, yep, because we got wavelengths. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, party people. How are we doing? How's your day? Uh, my day is stressful because I started work early. Ooh. We got a new setup and I'm getting used to it. We got so. legit microphone stands. Yes. So hopefully you won't hear us moving around the microphones too much hopefully anymore. Hopefully not. My, I keep thinking my nipples are out now. <laughs> Free the nips, man. Um, <laughs> Your day was stressful because... I started work early today. started work an hour earlier because uh, I had a chiropractor appointment. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been up for a really long time today. Yeah. And I'm just tired. Yeah. And like today it wasn't stressful at work and that's great, but it was just stressful overall. Like I had a lot of anxiety before going to the chiropractor. Yeah. You're going to have to tell me. Because I've never it. gone before. I have an appointment like next week and yeah. I'm nerve. I mean, my chiropractor is really hot. I'm not oh, going to lie to so you. So maybe it's a good thing if he saw your nip. <laughs> I mean, buy me dinner at least first. He's definitely listening, so totally. You can but d- the person DM who us. referred me to him is probably listening. <laughs> so, Alexa, if you're listening, thanks we'll so just, much for that wreck. We'll play this clip at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Manifest it, man. Oh my god, yeah, he was nice to look at, mm-hmm. but it it was. It went fine. It's literally just like him. It's like the first appointment. So it's just like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Let's do a basic like review of what's going on with your body. Mm-hmm. And then let's start like the actual treatment next week. So, yeah. And then I have a diagram of my spine over on the coffee table with the highlighted parts of everything he identified just with his eyes as, as, as an wrong. x-ray. Yes. Okay, cool. And there are, I think, 10 highlights. Yeah. And so he was I feel like, like everybody's back is fucked up. Like at your five L, your four L, like saying all these words to me. And I'm like, okay, like, hey, I'm, yeah, just fix it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the main reason I went is because I get really, really bad migraines, really bad headaches. Yeah. Um, and That's... he literally identified it and like pressed on it. And it like felt like a headache instantly. And I was Weird. like, yep, that one's it. It's called the headache bone oh my the headache bone yeah like that's like the nickname for it so he was like yeah that's they're probably gonna tell me the same thing that's literally why i got a referral for a chiropractor for my migraines so yeah well then there's just a bunch of other charts like he was like oh yeah your right leg is significantly shorter than your left but that's not actually shorter it just means that your spine's twisted whoa so thanks body yeah i think that's kind of common though but it's fine it worked out I'm here. It's the week before my period, so my hormones are off the fucking rails. Yeah, well, I've been bleeding for about 15 days now. That's insane Something's because not- you're on birth control. I know, yeah. So I, I've been on the same birth control for like two years. Um, And this has only happened to me like one time before where it's been like very irregular and concerningly long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I reached out to, I get my birth control through an app called the Pill Club. Shout out to them. I might not be able to use them anymore, though, because of what the um, nurse said. And they were like, well, it shows like on your file that you have migraines, so we can't really give you anything else like through this app. You're probably better suited to go get an IUD. 
Don't do it because you've never had kids. <laughs> I'm just saying, as someone who had an IUD for 365 days and bled for 365 days, don't <laughs> do it. I know. I'm like, I don't know what. But maybe if I go to the chiropractor, the migraines resolve, then maybe they can change my pers- my like pill prescription. Who knows? It's- I just feel really strongly against birth control. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, especially if it's not regulating your period. I know, What's like, the that's point? the one thing I wanted to do. It's <laughs> not doing its job. We have other ways yeah. to per, per, prevent. Per, yeah, prevent pregnancy. Yeah, we do. So This is true, and it's not like that area of my life is very entertaining. <laughs> so, yeah, periods. My brother... <laughs> <laughs> No, this is literally (laughs) related. I like shared something on Facebook, which I like don't really use. I'm only using it to promote the podcast because it's like I have like thousands of friends on there. And he commented like, you know, a man and my brother. He'd be like, yeah, so I was listening to one of your guys' early episodes and I had to turn it off because you wouldn't stop talking about periods. (laughs) And I was like, I literally commented back, toxic masculinity ruins the party again, George. And I don't think he knew what I was talking about, but it's true. Like, if you're uncomfortable about people literally talking about their like physical anatomy, things that are, happen to literally half the population. Well, I don't know. Is it half at this point? I feel like there's more of us because like men do stupid things and they die a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the ratio is currently... Um, for male to female or female anatomy, um, uh, what's the I, word I'm looking for? Anatomy having individuals. Yeah. <laughs> um, like why would I just, I'm so over like people talking, like shaming periods. I'm so over it. Yeah. I'm literally, yeah. I fuck shaming in general. Fuck shaming in general. But especially about something that's not even within my control. Also, if I could opt out, I would. <laughs> I don't want this. Yeah, I mean, I definitely fu- not for 15 days. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like um oh yeah, 48.9% male and 51.1% female. There we go. We're taking over. Cuz y'all men are stupid. Yeah. And do stupid shit. Yeah. So. Oh my lanta. So, other than that, you're good. I feel like this is me every week. Like, it's just like, am I crazy this week oh. or am I balanced this week? <laughs> this yeah. week, I'm a little bit crazy, but I did just go to Target and I bought these like vitamin supplements that are, they're, they call, they're called, um, what are they called? Miss something. Mm. And it's like the Ollie brand. Um, but it's basically to help, like, try to regulate, like, your hormones and, like, your like moods. Like your PMS symptoms and yeah, stuff. And yeah, and stuff like that. So, um... I take a vitamin from the Happy Healthy Hippie. That's the company that makes them. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what exactly they're called. Go with the flow vitamins? Yeah. Um, and they're supposed to do the same thing. However, I've been on them for a few months, and I don't see a huge change. Mm-hmm. Maybe a slight change. But I know there's a ton out there these days that yeah. are supposed to help with like. It's PMS. called Miss Mellow. <laughs> and I was like, give me some of that Need right it. now. Yeah. And it's just because like I, I know that I'm about to like start PMSing because driving, I want to like run everybody off the road. <laughs> like everyone drives me you crazy have, like, while no driving. Patience. Yeah. I've, like that's my biggest PMS like symptom is I just run out of patience for anything mm. and everything. I feel like we just stop talking to each other. 
<laughs> like we don't care either it's not like we're it's my like, feelings aren't like our feelings aren't hurt <laughs> we just don't feel like talking yeah and <laughs> that's beautiful yeah. like I want more people to understand that it's not personal sometimes it's just literally yeah. my brain not being able to handle it um how are you I'm okay yeah pretty much just okay not a lot going on at the moment T-Swift vacation adjustments are going a little bit better mm-hmm. I have been less sick in the morning okay it's <laughs> good um work has been stressful good and bad stressful did you fire your client yet no he wasn't paying his invoice um for a few days so I gave him the silent treatment <laughs> until he paid it he just paid it and um that's such a water sign yeah thing. I'm just like yeah absolutely I agree with you even though that's <laughs> I'm like, I'm, not, I, not if I'm already else. planning on letting you go, why am I going to keep helping you and you haven't paid? Like, I'm waiting for you to pay so I can let you go. Yeah. Um, nothing personal. We just don't work well together. Yeah. He can find a better consultant out there that will work way better with his style. Um, and I just don't have the time Yeah. to keep uh, changing my business model for him. That's yeah. what it comes down to. I'm a boss ass bitch and I get to decide who works with me. Exactly. And it's... <laughs> It always comes back to what's your time worth? Like, mm-hmm. and your time is not worth dealing with people who don't understand your business model. Yeah. Or that are, you know, kind of like bullying you into yeah. doing things that they want a certain way. That's mm-hmm. not okay either. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, granted, like stressful times are hard. But I think that because we're both kind of associated with the same industry, the mortgage industry, I mm-hmm. think it's, things are going to slow down just a tiny bit. And you got some up. insight. <laughs> I mean, I work in the, with interest rates every single day. Yeah. So interest rates are going up a little bit, not significantly. So if anyone wants to don't, buy a house. Don't I'm, panic just yet. I'm not a loan officer, although I am licensed. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting, though, when my – when the – market slows down Mm -hmm. I get a lot more business when they're maybe because people have time to like take on a new venture yeah they have time to actually work with me and not just like throw weird things at me that I don't understand and be like I don't have time just fix it I'm like oh okay enough about me we talking about Brittany bitch we are talking about Brittany but before we talk about Brittany recommendations corner yeah have anything i've been watching game of thrones i heard the music <laughs> yesterday and i was like wow that's yeah well a lot of things a journey had, had been reminding me of game of thrones and um danielle my best friend w- watched it for the first time in one week all of it which i thought was that's absolutely bananas quite There's... a feat but i think it's because you and i were like week-to-week viewers for most of the series right yeah like it's bingeable. It definitely like goes by. I started on Saturday night and I'm in season three already. I think it's just because it took us like eight years yeah. to watch the whole series. It took eight years for them to fucking disappoint me. Just like every other relationship in my life. So, <laughs> um, so I think it's just because it felt so long for us because we had to wait. That's true. It's definitely not like um, a feat of trying to start Grey's as a brand new person. <laughs> we have we, not watched Grey's in like weeks. I've given up on rewatching it. It's so much. But it's just like if yeah. somebody wanted to start Grey's Anatomy after never watching it, 
tomorrow, I'd be like, listen, <laughs> you're going to spend a lot of time and you're not going to be happy for like yeah. 60% of yeah. it. So it's if that's what you want. A journey for sure. Yeah, there's way more time put into Grey's than there is to um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, and, and Game of Thrones seasons are definitely shorter. Yeah. Um, episode wise so it's not as much because they're only like i think 12 episodes ish yeah on average per season and i but do Grey's love is like 25 or something yeah so that's all i've been watching i mean listener if you haven't seen game of thrones yet like i mean danielle didn't watch for all those years and she yeah. just barely did so i'm sure there's a lot of you out there it's great television and the reason the other reason that i wanted to watch it was because i hadn't been excited about tv shows mm-hmm. in a long time until like the last TV show I was excited about was Game of Thrones and now WandaVision is happening and I'm like I have that same sense of excitement like week yeah. to week I can't wait I'm so I'm so excited to talk to people about it who've seen it like share theories and stuff and so I was like I want to go back to Game of Thrones because I liked that feeling that it gave me back yeah. then too so yeah so that's important because a lot of TV is not not good TV um I watched Antebellum didn't you tell me about that one? I watched it um, when it very first came out. It was available for rental. Mm-hmm. And then Fright School did an episode about it, too. Mm-hmm. They shared some really interesting insight to maybe how it's not the best story to be telling right now, even though it is, like, kind of on... It's like... It's about... Basically, like, the underlying theme is race, right? Yeah, well, slavery. Okay. <laughs> Um, and so I wanted to, it's available now to stream for free. If I think if you have Hulu, I'm pretty sure that's where I watched it. Hulu or prime, but you don't have to pay to rent it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I watched it again and it's still, I mean, it's a wonderfully directed and performed Mm -hmm. movie. I just have mixed feelings about the message that they were trying to tell. You should watch it and come up with your own opinions about absolutely it. if nothing else the performances in it are so so well done um every single actor is like giving it their all yeah um and i really appreciated it about them because it's not easy content to as an actor go into yeah um so if nothing else watch it for that <laughs> uh, to my list the only reason i hadn't watched it was because i didn't want to pay for it yeah cheap sometimes when it comes to that stuff well you know how i am about pirating <laughs> i don't usually do it myself i live with a criminal if i'm with somebody who can pirate it or if i'm at my sister's i will absolutely pirate it i've really only been watching penny dreadful have you ever watched penny dreadful no but people have told me that they think i would like it you would love you, it you like screamed watching it the other day like something scary happened yeah something scary happened <laughs> and Something scary happens in every episode. I'm not mm. going to lie to you. Something scary happened and just like shocking. Um, but it's very good. And the reason I started watching Penny Dreadful was because I went down a weird Josh Hartnett <laughs> movie hole That's on weird. Sunday when I was super hungover. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I started watching all these movies with him in them. And I was like, oh, I wonder what he's up to. And yeah. then I like looked at his IMDb and it was like one of the most recent things that he's done. And I was like, oh, OK, like I'll watch it. The first like couple of episodes, the, the second episode was so scary. I was like, I don't know if I can watch this alone. Really? It was very scary. I wonder why I haven't given it a shot yet. I don't know because it's <laughs> like, it's witchy. It's like yeah. Victorian-y. It's like spooky. Mm-hmm. 
it's literally right up your alley. <laughs> I mean, I also felt like it was right up mine, but I was also like, I'm a little bit of a baby. So mm. I highly recommend it. Um, it was a little bit scary. Like I said, the second episode is pretty creepy, <laughs> pretty scary. But yeah. it's if I can do it alone, anybody can. Okay. Now we've shared some of our recommendations with you guys. And this week we're going to talk about a very prominent topic. Yeah. It's very like it's been in the news recently. So even if you weren't aware of what was going on, the chances that you don't know what's going on now are pretty slim. Yeah. I think everybody kind of knows what's going on with the one, the only Miss Britney Spears. Yeah, and the word of the week is conservatorship. Yes, it <laughs> is. Can you say it in a sentence for me? Um, Brittany does not deserve to be under a conservatorship for more than whatever. I think it's been 11 years or something. I think it started in 2008, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So 12 years? I don't math. Me neither. Uh, yeah. 12 years? Right. That's very sad. And I feel like there's some things about conservatorships that don't fit her situation. And it makes me really frustrated. So a few things that I just like want to point out from this like situation um, that she's been under since, you, yeah, you said 2008 are conservatorships are usually reserved for people who are elderly or have diagnosed mental uh, illnesses or things Mm -hmm. that um, or physical that leave them incapable of taking care of themselves in day-to-day life Mm -hmm. and when you think of Britney Spears pop icon since 1999 yeah world tours Vegas shows host on performing shows like the x factor I don't think that she fits that category. Yeah. No, not at all. And so it really makes me mad that this is still happening. But, and like why it even came up in the first place of like an option for her at the time. Yes, I understand she was going through a lot of things. There was definitely some mental instability and she needed help. But like placing her under conservatorship shouldn't have never been brought on the table. No, it shouldn't have. And it's interesting because everything I can find about her being in the conservatorship, it doesn't specify what kind she's in. Yeah. So like based off of what I found, there's a couple of different types of them. And so there's the limited one, which, you know, is the definition says uh, refers to the limited legal responsibilities of a conservator over the over the affairs of an individual who's developmentally disabled, mm-hmm. but still capable of making important decisions for themselves. So the person that ha- is in the conservatorship can usually still control like their personal affairs. Mm-hmm. So it's usually not like a conservatorship that's over the person and of this estate. Right. So like that's the biggest thing is like they still can do what they want. Like they're not controlled down to the T of what, they mm-hmm. can do if they can leave their house and everything. Um, and then there's one that's specific to the state of California, because of course there is. <laughs> um, and it's called, there's one that's called the Lanterman Petrus Short, mm. which is just referred to as LPS. Um, and so the LPS conservatorships usually begin with a temporary 30 day 
conservatorship. And at mm. that time, then it's reevaluated if it needs to continue. Okay. Um, and that at that time, if the person remains gravely ill, <laughs> gravely ill or disabled, the conservator is reappointed for a year. So then it's renewed annually. So mm-hmm. every year they have to be reevaluated. Reevaluated. Um, and then it gets terminated if it's no longer needed. Interesting. Um, the thing about those, the LPS ones, they're usually, they usually start or usually begin in the county mental health system. Hmm. And if you watch the uh, Framing Britney Spears documentary, it appears that that's really when Jamie Spears stepped in is yeah. when she either voluntary or involuntarily, we don't fully know, mm-hmm. went to and checked herself into some sort of mental facility. Mental facility. Mm-hmm. So do we think, are we speculating that that's the type that she's under? I Or that she's under the first one, which is over personal and estate? Yeah, I, that's the thing is I, I do, you know, they're, she did have the conservatorship over herself mm-hmm. and her estate. Yeah. And now, didn't that change recently? Um, I don't know. I think the last thing I have for her is that the last like ruling is that she does remain under the conservatorship. They just call it the conservatorship as a high functioning conservatee. Mm-hmm. So like that, it's almost contradictory mm-hmm. to say that <laughs> like she's high functioning but she still can't make any choices for herself. She can't even vote. I know. <laughs> That's what's insane. Like, yeah, she can go back when COVID wasn't a thing. She can go perform every single night at her residency in Las mm-hmm. Vegas, make millions of dollars. Yeah. Be recording new albums, doing all this stuff to bring in money. But she can't go vote. She can't leave her house to go buy, like, I'm assuming she still smokes cigarettes, go buy a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Like, what? Or take her kids out for ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me. I did read, I don't remember my source for this one, but I wrote it down. Something else unique about um, their situations, like, I. that's why I kind of feel like it might not be the LSP. The LPS. LPS mm-hmm. version is that the judge said that they had never seen this type of conservatorship reversed before. So that the chances of her getting out of this are low. Because Yeah. And that's a huge theme of people like lawyers yeah. who know more much more in detail about this mm-hmm. is like the chances of this being reversed are like impossible. Like yeah. people that they interviewed for the documentary. Um yeah, and I know it says or terminated if no longer needed, but I don't know. Then it also says, so there's a probate conservatorship type. And these are generally, or these are referred to as general and typically do not have a temporary period unless an urgent emergency exists that is creating risk to the person or their estate. Probate conservatorships do not automatically expire. Mm. Okay. So is that the type? (laughs) Maybe. I feel like that sounds more familiar um, from... So most people know the New York Times Presents. We mentioned it last week. We're talking about it again. The New York Times Presents did a feature on Britney Mm -hmm. and highlighted a lot of this information. I would like to also strongly recommend if this is something that you want to go deeper into learning about, because we're not professionals, 
um, there's a YouTube series, and I, th- I feel like YouTube always gets discredited for not being a legitimate source of like documentary mm-hmm. documentaries. <laughs> Document. Not technically wrong. <laughs> um, just over enunciated just there. Weird. Um, but this documentary, it's four parts, I believe four or five parts that are like an hour and a half long each mm-hmm. um, from this YouTube channel called Deep Dive. Um, and they break it down like it's not there's a whole um, part about the conservatorship, but they go into how it all led up to this. But this YouTube, I think, is what brought it to the attention of the New York Times mm, okay. people. So do go check that out. It's a lo- it's a healthy commitment to make to watch all of it, but it is so well done. They put their, like, it's, a I think, two main people that created it. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of effort into finding their sources getting interview clips getting you know interviews with people and just putting it together in like such a seamless timeline yeah um and I feel like that the only reason I bring that up is because I feel like they did say that probate probate conservatorship in that one yeah and the thing is I feel like there's so much that is not available to the public. Like yes, people were allowed to be in like the courtroom this most recent time when mm-hmm. they were discussing or trying to make changes to yeah. it. But I just feel like there's so much. I mean, like we said, it's been in place now for 12 years. Like who really knows like how it's really set up? Yeah. Um but either way, even if it's the probate one even if it's the lps one even if it's limited like the fact still remains that she does not appear to be disabled mentally unstable like if anything like this conservatorship might be making her more (laughs) unstable because she's like hopeless yeah and um what would you do if you had literally all of your power and control stripped away from you yeah and, and you were just stuck in your house. People who are making money off of you being restricted the way that you are. Another mm-hmm. thing that I wrote down was that Brittany's estate is paying for her lawyers and, and for her, her father's yes. lawyers who are fighting it. So yeah. both of the lawyers in this situation are making money just to prolong this situation. They're going to keep it drawn out in court. They're going to keep bringing it back to court and not coming to a decision or keeping her under the conservatorship because everybody's benefiting from this yeah it's just insane to me like how is the how did it get to this point where like i just like where is where are the people that can like swoop in and be like no yeah and that's the crazy thing is is like there's accounts and like this is all according to sources close to her according to her lawyers because she's never herself said anything or talked Mm -hmm. about it really um but it's like she's there's been claims made that like she doesn't want her father to do this anymore like and so if she's able to tell you Mm -hmm. I don't want this anymore I think she understands what's happening and so she understands what's happening why can't she be allowed to make decisions about her life yeah allegedly from something I read was that or an Instagram account or something was that she wasn't initially going to fight the conservatorship from being enacted on her but her one stipulation was that she did not want her father in charge of it Mm -hmm. so she was like I can see that at this point everything that I've done 
or everything that you guys pushed me into breaking like mentally has made it unavoidable that you have to take action and try to protect me quote unquote from myself um but I just don't want my dad to be the one in control of it because I'm certain that she knew what he would be capable of and that she would never be able to get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And the biggest claim that hit that her father and his lawyers do when they like argue against ending it or changing it so he's not part of it mm-hmm. is that basically before this happened, um, she her estate was in debt. Mm. And so, like, basically, because she was spending and not caring about her finances, which yeah. if you won't care about your finances, listen to last week's episode. <laughs> um, but because, like, she was just spending frivolously and, like, wasn't really caring or anything yeah. like that, that that was a big part in it. And so they're claiming that under his order, Britney's estate has gone from being in debt, which they don't give a specific amount, mm-hmm. to having a valuation of more than $60 million. Okay. Which so is great. You got her out of debt. Absolutely. Did she need a financial advisor? Yeah. Did she need an accountant? Yeah, sure. Of course. A lot of people with that much money don't really know what to do with it or yeah, how to handle it. Which, exactly. You know, if you want to learn, you could definitely go listen to last week's episode. <laughs> but did she need to listen to people to help her make wiser decisions about her money or how to negotiate contracts so that she could make more money? Yeah. Where to put her money and all that stuff? Yes. Did she need a conservatorship? No. To make that money? No. Like, no. She just needed better advisors. Mm-hmm. And also, like... If you watch Framing Britney Spears, and we're going to talk about other parts of this whole story as well, but if you watch it, it's evident from the people that were around her before this happened that her father was absent from her life. Yeah. Like, wasn't around. And, like, I think that's pretty, like, public knowledge. Mm -hmm. Like, he wasn't really around, like, for her or for her sister. Yeah. Like, growing up when they were both becoming famous and everything. So it's, like, it's just a little bit suspicious and it that he shows up at this point when she's at her lowest for other reasons yeah and then wants to just take control over everything and I mean I'm sure he's benefiting monetarily so of course yeah I mean if he's in control of where the money's going and he holds this title he can cut himself a paycheck whenever he wants yeah and she wouldn't even know yeah she has no idea how much. She has no idea the decisions that are being made on her behalf in her name. Okay, so I want to talk about when she decided to not continue her residency. I guess she had the residency at Planet Hollywood mm-hmm. from, I think, 2013 to 2017. And she was in rehearsals for another residency at MGM. Mm-hmm. And before it went on stage, they pulled the plug on it. And she wrote this post or somebody posted on behalf of her or whatever. Her Instagram showed that she wanted to pull the contract and not do the residency, take an like, indefinite hiatus from performing at all mm-hmm. to focus on her father's health because it was apparently declining at that time. Mm-hmm. And like a contract like that with MGM for Britney's residency mm-hmm. must have cost them millions of dollars to break. Yeah. So it's just so weird that. And it's at the same time that he steps back mm-hmm. for a while because of those same health issues. Yeah. To And he lets somebody else take over. It's just like what was going on there? Because we don't have the full story and you can tell yeah. immediately that they're not telling. Yeah. 
what really is happening and why they would break a multi-million dollar contract. Yeah. And it's so interesting to me because like I wondered that too when they talked about that happening about her, you know, just they weren't going to move forward with it. And it's like that makes a little bit more sense because if he's not in control, like he doesn't want her doing this type of thing where right? she can bring in more money. Yeah. Because I was always like, why would they cancel that? She can make so much money, more money. Like her current residency is so popular. It's yeah. sold out every night. Every night. I know. Oh, it just drives me crazy. It seemed like he wasn't going to be in control. So it was that same type of like narcissist mentality where it's like, well, if I don't have control over it, then you can't do it at all. Yeah. Rather than just being like, I know that I'm not the best person to be in control right now, but I'm going to go ahead and let you keep doing what's best for you. Yeah. Which is what should be the conservator holder. Yeah. Well, it just <laughs> like conservatorships. I just, I understand them. If the person that's being placed in one is unable to make these decisions you know it or like whether that's because they're like developmentally or like there is an accident or old age or like any sort of these like mental things that can happen as we get older because that's the thing is most people under them are old yeah like the fact their circumstances are not going to change yeah and so the fact that she was like this young successful still able to work person yeah and she just got put in one and it's very strict. Like it's not just on, like we talked about, it's not just on her estate. Like, okay, you care about her finances. You want to get her out of debt. Okay, cool. Like maybe step in there, but you're controlling her person. Like you're controlling who sees her when she leaves her house, what she has access to. I think it was such an extreme use of like trying to do damage control Mm -hmm. because things were getting out of control. Yeah. Um, we were worried about everybody was worried about her mental health at that time and obviously she's kind of lashing out in public and mm-hmm. everything we just that's not the conversation is just like we never help people who are in crisis in the way that is best for them yeah we just want to push them away silence what's going on distract divert everybody's attention and I was just like I wonder if they ever had a moment of like regret like we like did we take it too far? Yeah. I don't know. I think there are probably certain people mm-hmm. that were involved that were just like, it's gone too far. Yeah. But I think that the one person who is making sure it's not going anywhere, her father. Yeah. I, I don't see him as a person that is able to express a lot of remorse. Or admit that they were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see him being that type right. of person. that narcissistic qualities again yeah so unfortunate we uh, bottom line is I think we all just failed her as we were watching it happen like I remember the videos and the photos of her taking the umbrella yeah and smashing the guy's car and her going in and shaving her own head and we've all seen the memes of like if Britney can survive 2008 or whatever Mm -hmm. year I think it was 2008 yeah then you can get through this bad day or whatever Like, but she's not through it. Like, she still needs our help and support. Yeah. But at the time, like, I certainly wasn't old enough to understand what was happening to her. And And so the older I get. We didn't have enough perspective. We didn't have enough perspective. And it it was also such a different time. It was a... 
it was the beginning of paparazzi and tabloids and like yeah those types of scandals and it was like we like as a society love seeing women fail like yeah. we loved talking about like and like we love talking about like Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton and, and all of Bynes them and, and everyone just doing crazy stuff and then getting arrested for it yeah. or, you know, things like that. And like no one was ever on their side. And so I was listening to this podcast called We Need to Talk About Britney. Yeah, I've listened to a few of them. Um, and so she actually just released a new one. And so she was talking about the Framing Britney Spears documentary and everything like that. And she's like, the thing that made me the most mad was the clips that they showed of these, you know, interviews of people at interviewing her at her lowest and literally kind of like gaslighting her. Yeah. And just being like, like things about like bringing up like the comment about, Justin Timberlake, like, taking her virginity and, like, talking about stuff like that. Yeah. And then Matt Lauer interviewing her and being, like, are you unstable and stuff like that? Like, mm-hmm. are, is that really who you are? And it's just, like, I mean, yeah. Like, that's who I am right now because that's what everybody's making yeah, me. Yeah, that's who everyone made her out to be. And so it so just she's... really sucked because it's, like, no one was on her side back then. Yeah. Like, but nobody even had, like, the full picture either. Yeah. And so it just, like, it just makes me angry, and it makes me, I guess, appreciate that I feel like we're moving from that. Like, I don't feel like if that were to happen today, yeah, there would be as much, like, people not supporting her. Right. There's been a lot of talk um, about, like, Gen Zers who are watching it. You know who Britney Spears are, but we're too too young to see her like break into the industry and become this pop princess, right? Mm -hmm. They know who she is. Like we know, like we knew who Madonna was, you know? Um, And they're seeing the documentary and and seeing what we as a society did to create this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're like flabbergasted that that's how interviews were done, that that's how like the paparazzi would provoke her and yeah. how men would slut shame her and well, well we all slut shamed her I mean nobody nobody's really innocent at this point like mm-hmm. and I'm not to say that is for us to be shameful but just to say that like we can be better mm-hmm. we should be better and we shouldn't let something like this happen to somebody of so much like talent ever again yeah because I think about like anyone who became super famous at a young age like they've all had their moments of like they're they've had enough they're taking it on the paparazzi they're doing these crazy public stunts whatever it may be Mm -hmm. but none of them really got as much like heat as she did and like it's always driven me crazy because it's like and like you see it in her music like as she becomes older, like she has more freedom in her writing and her mm-hmm. lyrics. And so, you know, you she goes from this innocent baby one more time girl, which is still not innocent if you watch the music it's video. sexualized. Yeah. yeah. But she goes from like, that's her as being innocent to I'm a slave for you. Mm. You know, I literally wrote down. So I was watching a slave for you video and like the first lyrics are like, all you people look at me like I'm a little girl. Why did you ever think it'd be OK for me to step into this world? Yeah. Like, look, and that was early on in her career that she was like, you're all treating me like I'm this little girl. Yeah. 
And then, but you're throwing me into all of this where I'm being hypersexualized. Like, yeah. how is she ever going to win? Yeah, it's just, and it's sad too because I feel like, granted, she's still super talented. I'm not saying she isn't, but I feel like they really, you know, they had an image for what they saw her being successful as, and it worked. She obviously became super successful and she became more successful than all the boy bands at the time. Mm-hmm. But, I feel like she had such a better voice than they gave her credit. Yeah. And they just were like, no, like, we're just going to stick to, like, these really poppy, like, you don't get to show off your actual talent. We're going to auto-tune most of it type Mm -hmm. of thing. Because it's like, you hear her talk now and you're like, what happened type of thing? Like, she doesn't sound the same. Like, she's always had, like, a weird type of, like, voice. Mm -hmm. But her Instagram when she talks scares me sometimes now I agree I don't know what's going on with her like mental and physical state right now that just like to say like her voice changing and everything it's very concerning Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's a lot of theories out there about what it is we won't know because we're not living her life Mm -hmm. and we're not you know one of her inner circle people so yeah, I just, I don't know, like, it's just, she's gone through a lot of changes in the last, yeah. like, four years, it seems. Yeah, absolutely. And she at least has the ability to post on Instagram. There's a, there's a huge theory that it's not her. I mean, I did believe that for a really long time, because I was like, they're I, controlling all of this, but they're letting her use social media. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, and... The posts don't make sense. Like, they backpedal so often. Mm -hmm. Like, there was even... She took a break for a few weeks Mm -hmm. in 2019. Yeah. And people were like, oh, my God. Oh, that's the Where's Britney, right? Yeah. Like, what happened? And then she came... She, she like, posted a meme and was just like, hey, y'all, like, I'm still here. There's so many things, like, going on. Everything's super stressful right now. Um, and then, like, these emails from Larry that are floating around are all, like, fabricated and blah, Who's blah, blah. Larry? Larry was one of her managers. Oh, okay. Um, and so it was just, like, this PR, like, we got to – people are freaking out because of your silence. Like, you have to post something or we have to post something about yeah. this. Um, and so it, I feel like that happens so often on her feed. Yeah. Is that like maybe a few things she's able to post without having it have it cleared. But somebody else does have access to post. Yeah. Because there's there seems like there's definitely two different voices. Absolutely. I was going to say because there's those random ones that are like. I want to say, like, they remind me of, like, MySpace pictures that are, like... They're, like, memes. Graphic. Yeah. Like, weird graphic type of things. And it's just, like, very, like, weird, kind of, like, cryptic, vague, Mm -hmm. like, posts. Mm -hmm. And then there's other ones where it's, like, everybody's been asking me certain things, so I'm going to do this, and da-da-da, and I'm fine. I love my life type of stuff. And I'm just, like, is somebody behind the camera, like, threatening threatening you you in some way? It's and like, concerning. I also don't understand the boyfriend. Who is he and there's where a, did he come from? There's a theory that that's like her bodyguard, yes. like handler, and that yeah. he is paid to be there. I, I would believe that more than yeah. these people controlling every aspect of her life, letting her date this guy. 
I don't know. And then like if you look at any of the comments on whatever she posts, people are like, we know it's you posting this, Sam. Like they call him out for some reason, thinking yeah. that he is just hand- like he's in control of her just to, like as an extension of her father. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know what to believe. I go back and forth every single time she posts something thinking like, okay, people are just reading way too much into all this stuff. And then sometimes I'm like, no, this is bizarre. Yeah. Well, there was a one video where, or not even a video, the post where they were traveling somewhere and they were on the plane. And I sent that to like our group thing. And I was like, that doesn't even look like her. Is there yeah. a, is there a body, a body double, double? Right. That's like, been floating around out there too. And she posted like a throwback picture recently mm-hmm. from that trip. It just seems like all those photos are like over Photoshopped. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like some of her posts, like she comes off as being so dumb and like ditzy and just like the one that comes to mind is like, so I burnt down my gym (laughs) and it's just like, wait, what? Yeah. But so I feel like to her core, I think she is obviously has to be super intelligent because look at the empire she built Mm -hmm. and she's done it with people changing and coming and going from her life and like being thrown into these crazy situations. So I feel like she's intelligent in some way, Yeah, you know, and like it must be running her business. Mm -hmm. But so I feel like these posts that sometimes make her seem so ditzy. I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. Almost like they're feeding the the conspiracies. Yeah. I'm just like, I I get it. We all have our quote, dumb blonde moments. Mm -hmm. Like, we make this podcast because we want everyone to know that it's okay to feel dumb. To not know everything yeah. at first. And yeah. like there's nothing wrong with being called dumb. But it's just like the po- the her Instagram feed doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And then like the all of the conspiracy theories like comments like wear yellow like if this and then she'd be wearing yellow yeah I mean people saying that she like wrote a message inside one of her hats in a video that said they like deciphered it to say help and I'm like I do not see that (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I mean like that's the thing though like conspiracy theories they're gonna go off on these crazy like wild tangents and we love a good conspiracy theory here there are obviously some that make more sense than others um I would be inclined to believe that her social media is not ran entirely by her, right. by her at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd also be inclined to believe that her <laughs> boyfriend is not her real boyfriend. I don't know either. <laughs> um, just, I, I mean, he's been around for a few years. Yeah. Um, but it's like she's had several relationships where you're like, what? But how did she meet him if she's not allowed to leave her house? I think they've been together since before then. They've been together for 12 years. Oh, she's left her house, like, <laughs> while under the conservatorship? Is that what you're talking about? I thought you meant, yeah. like, COVID. Oh. <laughs> like, she Like, if leave. she was literally just going, like, from her house to It was, to like, work. her personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was her personal trainer. A.K.A. bodyguard. Turned boyfriend, bodyguard, handler, secret agent. Have you heard the theory that whenever she posts, like, the dancing videos? Oh, my God, which... 
<laughs> unnerve me which are kind of weird and the song choices are just kind of what that she's actually this is a wild one so it's out there she's dancing in front of a two-way mirror and she doesn't know she's being recorded and like <laughs> the theory is that she doesn't know that she's being recorded and that she's not running her instagram at all like she doesn't even know that this is out there but i'm like i don't know she's got like i think she knows it's it's just a weird Instagram feed, whether or not she's posting it herself. Yeah. But yeah, the Instagram is a weird place to be. <laughs> it is. And going into the comments is a weird place to be. Oh, no. I see. I can't even do that. <laughs> One time I put, I commented and I got like a hundred something likes on it because oh I was like. <laughs> because the Britney stands are alive and well. Yeah. I was, I think I said like, this is like the 12th picture you've posted in the same shirt. <laughs> oh, I remember seeing you post that actually. Cause you know how when you're friends with someone like their comment shows, shows yeah. I was just like, yeah, that's accurate though. <laughs> This theory is new that she is behind producing or creating this New York Times Presents series or like feature on her because you know how she always talks about Project Rose yeah all the time and where everybody's like what the hell is this Brittany like <laughs> tell us what Project Rose is or is it just you taking selfies with roses <laughs> in your hair all the interviews in the New York Times Presents episode are in front of a wall of roses. I don't remember that, but that's wild. Yeah. They're like every person who's set up to be interviewed, it's like a greenery wall with roses in it throughout. And sometimes they're different roses. I mean, that makes weird sense and that she'd been teasing this for months like i can't wait to share with you guys my new project i'm so excited about project rose yeah it makes sense because how are you gonna have a story like this Mm -hmm. about you and it doesn't show it's not a great story like it's a great it's a great documentary. Mm-hmm. It's like great news, you know, like it's great. It, it's Journalism. informational, yeah. you know, but it doesn't put your life in a good light. Yeah. You know, it, it points out everything that kind of led you to this moment. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you stop it? Yeah. You have the money and the people. You have the lawyers, you right. know, the legal team. And she must have known about it with all the people that they were able to interview. Like yeah. word was out. Yeah. You know, well, that's interesting because I read something about how, because, um, you know, like Justin, they talk about Justin Timberlake and like he put out his like lame apology to all the women or whatever that he's yeah. like, whatever. I don't like Justin Timberlake's slander because I do like him, yeah. but I understand he's may not be the greatest towards I feel like he's women. just also a victim of the industry and misogyny. Yeah. And, like, how we sexualize pop stars, he was played like a chess piece in this whole game against her. Yeah. And I don't think he was in complete control. And if anything, he was just as unaware of the damage that we were doing, like, with misogyny against her as we were. Yeah. So I don't necessarily blame him for, and I'm not shaming him today based on his actions back then. I do think that he can do a better job mm-hmm. and be better. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just interesting because it's like, you know, they talk, you know, there is part of the blame as to what may have like caused her 
to like go down this path of mm-hmm. like you know making choices that maybe not everyone agreed with yeah. and kind of not being like this perfect pop princess that everyone thought she was after yeah. they broke up yeah you know he put out cry me a river which was very blatantly about her yeah you know um but slut shamed her exactly <laughs> and we all loved it i loved that song yeah but i'm sure he had producers yeah in his record label telling him that he had to yeah and so it's just, but you're telling me that, like, again, he's still one of a huge celebrity. Like, they obviously, I believe at the end, they tell you, like, who they reached out to and who, like, declined to comment or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they reached out to him. Yeah. You know? And so his team must have known, too. And he waited until after, and until after people had watched it to kind of put out this, like, comment type of thing. To see that people were reacting negatively to his role mm-hmm. in the in this whole story yeah well, um, and it also like that it didn't look good on him with press because he had this new movie coming out i don't yeah. know if they like thought about that or if they're like maybe it'll be like all press is good press yeah you know who knows it all it all seems like everybody knew that this was coming yeah Except for us, <laughs> which is so cool. Like, <laughs> Just dropped it. No yeah. one leaked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless Brittany had been hinting at it all along. I don't think we'll ever know. I mean, it would be really cool if one day, hopefully one day in the future when she's no longer under this. She and can like do a tell-all like if she wants to not with barbara walters no and not with matt lauer fuck barbara walters and especially fuck matt lauer like (laughs) at that same time matt lauer you were sexually harassing your your assistants yeah so um you can fuck right off on bullying britney spears on live tv you asshole real you know who should be carson daly What's he up to? He's like on the Today Show or something as an anchor or some. I think it's the Today Show or Good Morning America, one of those like wow. main ones. Yeah, he's like still in journalism. That's cool. Yeah, and he's like kind of attractive. He's always he turned been into like a dilf. He's always been attractive. I know. I always loved him. <laughs> um, I do want to talk a little bit then about the celebrity responses or people that have been like in Britney's corner. Mm-hmm. Since, since before this documentary dropped um, and then some of the people who came out after. Lance Bass has always been a Britney stan. Oh, I told you the story about my first concert was in sync. No. Okay, well, we're going to tell it on the podcast right now. Fun fact about Ashley's past. My first concert was in sync. It was the Celebrity Tour. Is that what they were? Yeah, that was, that was like their I was third in album, I think. fifth grade. It was at Qualcomm, which just got torn down. Qualcomm yeah, Lisa's Stadium. actually heading that project. My really? friend Lisa. That's yeah. awesome. I drove by. There's only like one section. Anyway, if you live in San Diego, you know our stadium just got torn down. <laughs> um, but it was at that stadium. It was my first concert, and I was screaming at the top of my freaking lungs, Lance Bass, will you marry me? Over and over again. Like between every single song, Lance Bass, will you marry me? <laughs> And my mom, my mom took me with like her, like her coworkers Uh and like my friend, my like childhood friend. Um, we were the only like little girls and then they were all just adult women (laughs) that went to this concert. Wait, what? Yeah. My mom. That's weird to me. Basically, my mom got tickets with all her friends and like brought me. And then one of the other ladies had a daughter who was my friend. And we that just got is to go. So 
go. I mean, I would definitely still be that adult that would go to like yeah. a Justin Bieber concert. Totally. But that's, I mean, we went to Jonas Brothers, but mm-hmm. I don't know. For some reason, like picturing like you with your mom at an NSYNC <laughs> concert when you're in fifth grade doesn't <laughs> quite make sense to me. I know. It's weird. It's but very I love strange. that. Yeah. I was so stoked the day that she got me the tickets. I was like crying, I think. Awesome. Um, but, I've never seen, I never saw NSYNC. That was the only one of like the pops, like bands of the time that mm. I got to see Britney Spears' Baby One More Time was my very first CD mm-hmm. that I was ever given. I think for my birthday, I mm-hmm. got that CD and I cried. I like screamed in the living room and I cried. Do you remember those like clips where you the they clips had, yeah and yeah. you would put it in and it would play like literally 30 seconds yeah. of a song and you had like a million on like yeah. a lanyard that the very first one I ever got was Britney Spears baby one more time and I just played it over and over and over <laughs> and over <laughs> I am surprised that that CD didn't just like get a hole burned into it for yeah. the amount of times I played it I would like fall asleep listening to that CD <laughs> I love that so much I was obsessed and I was I mean I was obsessed with all the pop people that were coming out at the time yeah but Britney Spears and NSYNC were my OGs they were always my faves and that's why Lance Bass I just love him so much I love and adore him still and if he wants to marry me like I would still be down we can see other people isn't he married I don't know I think he might be married good for him (laughs) he deserves it he's like getting on big on TikTok right now God. <laughs> You're like, I'm so glad I'm off TikTok. I just re-downloaded it, though, uh. for the podcast and not for personal reasons. Well. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that I don't see things. Yeah. So. I love it. Um, um, but so Lance Bass has always been Team Britney. Yeah. And um, Rose McGowan, too. She's always very, like, very vocal about mm-hmm. standing up for anyone but especially women mm-hmm. that like are being wronged by anything to be honest yeah and I love that Good about her. her yeah I appreciate that I think Paris Hilton also had posted a few things about God, I love Paris Hilton her documentary yeah. made me cry I don't even know if we talked about it I don't know if we were podcasting when that came out I can't remember because time is not real <laughs> but if you have not watched Paris Hilton's documentary on YouTube it is so good. so good. And if you've ever, like, not thought that she was, like, smart or yeah. that she was just, like, a dumb, you know, heiress or... Isn't working hard for her empire? Like, yeah, holy like, crap. She works... She's probably one of the hardest working people, especially, like, she doesn't have to be. Like, she could choose to just live off of her parents' family's money forever. Yeah. But she just still works and just her story that like she that no one had ever known except for her sister like Mm -hmm. she didn't even her parents didn't know like so good very good very eye-opening and i'm a paris stan seriously um so we talked about justin timberlake's response to it and how he maybe didn't get the best rap in the documentary and that he should just keep working on him own self Mm -hmm. um Haley williams from Paramore Mm -hmm. she had like a really meaningful tweet just saying that I wish that we did better for you back Mm -hmm. then and we're gonna try to keep fighting for you kind of thing yeah um and Miley she did the Super Bowl pre-show concert 
this year. Oh, is that what you were watching earlier? Yeah, I was. Um, it was really long. It was like an hour and a half. Yeah. Like a full ass concert. I was concert. like, I heard like seven different songs and I was like, wow. I, it, d- yeah. I thought you were, I thought it was a concert of some sort. It was a, well, it was a full ass <laughs> concert, but it was a Super Bowl pre-show. Because <laughs> um, she... the Super Bowl sucks. Because football sucks. <laughs> But they, well, I won't get into that. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to side past that total to- topic. Um, she um, was singing Party in the USA and the lyric that's like, and the Britney song was on. Everybody yeah. like starts cheering and she goes, we love you, Britney. Mm-hmm. And that was like the same day that the documentary had dropped. Yeah. So good on her. It's interesting because, you know, there's always been people that are like diehard Britney fans. Mm-hmm. Um. And whether or not you're a fan, you've always known what was, you know, kind of going on with her. You've always heard her music and everything. But I don't think really up until the New York Times documentary, people who maybe don't pay attention much to her or her Instagram Mm -hmm. knew what was even going on. Yeah. And so I think like it shed light for people that have not been aware as to what's going on. A lot of it just goes to like she's maintained a career this Mm -hmm. whole entire time. Like people do think that she's had several comebacks. Yeah. All the while this conservatorship has been over her. Yeah. Like she, everything about it, like she literally had these Vegas residencies. Yeah. So people were like, oh, she's doing fine. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we don't need to worry. We don't need to look any deeper than that. Like they, her people that have this conservatorship over her did a wonderful job of making sure that like, her public it image wasn't it tarnished I think at anymore. one point they said somebody calls it like this dirty family secret yeah that they just don't talk about and that she's not allowed to talk about but yeah. it's out there now yep it is and now more people know about it um and I think that's like the biggest win of the whole thing yeah. is now people are talking about it again and people yeah. understand for the I would say like all of us maybe um no probably all of us Mm -hmm. don't believe she should be in this anymore because it's like even if there is no like even if all those conspiracy theories are false Mm -hmm. even if that's true and she's a hundred percent able to post everything on her instagram her boyfriend's her real boyfriend (laughs) like all this crazy stuff that may be true even if it's all false the fact remains that she should still not be in this. She can, she should be able to control her empire that she's very successfully built off of her talent. Yeah, it's just like, it just baffles my mind because so many celebrities do crazy shit. Yeah. I'm just like, imagine if people did this to Justin Bieber. <laughs> like, Wait, well, he's a man. He's a white man. That never would have happened. But Exactly. <laughs> but it's just like, it's just crazy because... Y- like, I've never heard of anyone. I've never even heard of the word conservatorship before this. And mm-hmm. then even looking into it, I've never, it hasn't happened to celebrities. In, in this way, right. It just seems like, it's just so frustrating that it was ever even thought of as an option mm-hmm. for a way to control her. Like, it's just wild. Yeah. And also, if she's mentally unstable, like I said before, I think it's allowed. Because yeah. she's literally been a huge mega successful pop star since she was 16 years old yeah she hasn't gotten a break like even still even now like there's 
so many podcasts about her. There's Instagram pages like for mm-hmm. her. Like if she goes silent, like what you were saying, like people go like, where is Brittany? Like there's like a whole like investigation that goes into it. So it's like she yeah. still doesn't get a break. And like social media is both good and bad mm-hmm. because it allows if it's truly her, it allows her to share part of her life that we wouldn't have seen before. Yeah. But you're also letting in everybody. So it's yeah. hard. I kind of wonder like... Are they letting her like scroll her, you know, her feed or look at her notifications? That's a good question. Like, because you can certainly post and not look at like the response or look at other people talking about it. And like, are they able to censor that from her or does she see it? Does she know everything? This is so interesting. (laughs) What? She follows. She only follows 116 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Dua Lipa is listed. This girl Lauren, who's famous on TikTok, is there. Derek Huff, Charlie D'Amelio, Daily Dancer Diet, <laughs> um, Brittany The Zone. She follows her sister. She follows Sam, fake boyfriend. <laughs> YouTube, MGM Live, like just very interesting people. It seems like a lot of P- if mostly PR type of follows. Yeah, Britney Army Fan Club. A lot, most of them are verified, so like they must be influencers of some sort. She follows a page called Prizio. That's interesting. I don't know what that is. Me neither. Hmm. Um, yeah, she just follows a bunch of, she follows the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> they just did, like, a collaboration. Oh, yeah, they did. hmm Yeah, she just follows really interesting, she follows just a quotes page. But it's not quotes, it's all videos, that's interesting. <laughs> I was like, is that where she gets all her memes? Yeah, like, she follows a lot of, like, Britney, like, fan club type of pages, too. Oh, that's interesting. Imagine, like, being the fan club and be like oh my god Brittany follows us yeah (laughs) I don't know bottom line is we weren't doing this just to like jump on the bandwagon of it being a popular topic right now because yeah a lot of people are talking about it and we're not really seeing anything all that new um that hasn't been already talked about um but we just wanted to make sure that like we're adding to like the momentum of this story Mm -hmm. like because the only way that this is getting any recognition or making any movement or quite frankly, like bringing it to other people's attention to like change their behaviors Mm -hmm. is us, is the masses like continuing to add to the momentum. Yeah. And that's literally the whole idea of the free Britney movement. Yeah. Is like it started very small and then it just grew and grew and grew. And up until hearing about the Free Britney movement, like, I think that was the first time I've ever heard the word conservatorship mm-hmm. because it's not a common word. And so it's one of those words that, like, maybe you hear and if you don't understand it, you may just skip over it and, like, not fully understand what it's like. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like... Important to understand. It's important like, to understand. This is really serious. Because... Anybody, like, essentially, that'd be us, you know, in five years and someone stepping in and being like, oh, no, you can't control your life because you are living a lifestyle that I don't agree with. This is essentially what happened. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like, you're 
manic right now. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if she is manic, if Get she her help. Yeah, like let's talk about like ways to help her mm-hmm. without taking anything away from her yeah and like and I think like we are in a place in society where because mental health is talked about more widely and it's becoming more acceptable I won't say that it's acceptable because people still get weird when you talk about mental health yeah but like we're talking about it more we do have a generation that like is open about that stuff way more than any generation before at least less judgmental about it yeah and I mean Gen Z also has their downfalls because I think that they are quick to cancel people in the same way. Yeah. Like, they're very like, oh, we would never do it that way. But then they're like, oh, you said something five years ago on Twitter. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to support you anymore yeah, type of thing. you're irrelevant as of now. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they have their own issues. But I do think, like I said, I think we're moving to a place and we've moved from the place where all of the media attention that was negative towards her, I don't think we'd see again in like the magnitude that it was. Maybe is it human nature to like not be able to look away from a car crash? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I think it partially, you're onto something there. It is in our nature to see other people's suffering. Yeah. Um, because it, fail in too. some weird way, it makes us feel either one that we're not alone or it makes us feel better about our situation mm-hmm. because it God, thank God I'm not Britney Spears right now. You yeah. know, imagine like how you would feel being the person. This is back when literally the paparazzi like got invented. Yeah. Like, and they were on her all the time. There like, was no like guidebook for like, there was no rules for how, to handle those situations or if you're in the person as Britney Spears like how to respond or react like yeah. you're just like nobody had experienced things like that and to that magnitude was so nice to them yeah, and all the so time. like kind and like there's certain celebrities like nowadays that you see like don't even acknowledge or they just flip off the camera. They do stuff so that way like they can't sell the, Use photos. the photos. Yeah. And so it's just like that wasn't who Britney Spears was, but she just got to this point. Like there's so many other things contributing. People took like, advantage of her niceness. Absolutely. And it just like makes me sad. We're not going to give up. And yeah. I don't, I hope that she doesn't either. Um, Like we just have to keep trying to get her out of it at the at the end of the day like we have to support this person who needs us and like we have to be her voice absolutely until she's free and I want I hope that maybe there's lawyers out there or kids that are gonna go to law school and that maybe can find loopholes in Mm -hmm. this type of arrangement or that can find out a way to make it so that way it's it can't be as it can't take as much control over the people. Yeah. You know, unless there's maybe unless there's literally like an actual like medical diagnosis. Maybe that, you know, maybe there's a hurt little girl in there that wanted her dad to save her. Yeah. And it didn't unfortunately happen that way. I just hope that if you haven't watched any of the any of the documentaries that we mentioned that you do take the time to because it's very informative Mm -hmm. and I think that it sheds more light on things that we didn't know too much about and that we don't understand and I think it helps us understand and it helps you know 
just remember that she's human too. And it's hard because she is this famous pop star with, you know, a ton of money if that's, you know, what you equate to being like successful. Yeah. But she humans too. Yeah. She's just human. And I just think if you wouldn't stand by and watch something like this happen to someone you love or you care about Mm -hmm. that, I think it's important to be knowledgeable on the subject. What was your favorite, like, what's your favorite Britney song? Oh, my God. Um... (laughs) You're thinking too hard about this. Because I have two. Mm. But I think one always comes to mind because I love the video. Which one? Um, Slave for You. I love Slave for You. But I honestly think... Uh, my favorite Britney song is Oops, I Did It Again. Oh, my gosh. There's just so many. They're There's... all so good. I was I was going to take it a little bit more symbolic and go with Lucky. Oh, <laughs> I do like that song. I watched that video so many times. And I also really love the song Every Time. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, that song, that video, like, yeah. is heart-wrenching to watch and just listening to the lyrics like I don't know like what her situation is I don't know how many songs she's like helps write the lyrics or anything like that but creative license on them yeah but I'm just like there's certain songs that I'm like they're just so good she is a hit machine and I don't think we're done with her yet. I hope not but I am proud of her for taking a stand and being like I'm not going to perform Mm-hmm. As long as my father is connected is, to this. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I appreciate that, too. We love a good protest. Yeah, I do. And especially because you've already told them I don't want him and they're not doing anything about it. OK, so then you don't get any more money from me. Then. Hell yeah. Like, good. Stick it to the man. Yeah. Go, Britney. Go. Well, <laughs> we could talk about Britney Spears for hours. We could reminisce about all of our Britney memories. There are a ton of things on YouTube about Free Britney and Instagram for that matter. Yeah, and tons of podcasts too. Like if you so search Britney Spears and then change like the genre to podcast, <laughs> I didn't know where to start. Like I was overwhelmed. So yeah. I was like, we need to talk about Britney. I was like, you got my attention. Oh my gosh. One thing that stuck out to me from, I've listened, I think like three episodes from that podcast mm-hmm. today. Um, was she was interviewing like Britney's hairdresser. Oh yeah. Is that the most recent one? Yeah. Where she talks about how Britney was like living in this house and she um has like a Reiki practitioner come over and mm-hmm. do like a service for her, like cleanse the energy or whatever. And then Britney starts having like nightmares or like vision type feelings about like bad things about that house. Mm-hmm. And so she leaves the house she goes and stays at a hotel and try and she doesn't return to it until she sells the house and gets a new one and the person that bought the house and died there was Brittany murphy how weird is that just got full body fucking (laughs) chills i know when i i didn't finish that episode i was listening to it on the way home oh my gosh oh isn't that what like another Brittany? and Brittany murphy and Brittany murphy who's part of the 30 and under club is that what it is the 27 club 27 club yeah and that britney we was need like, to talk about that as well and on that light <laughs> note <laughs> be kind to yourselves everybody and be kind to others goodbye <laughs>